Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammy and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions, and that where you sit depends on where you stand, the challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last week, we spoke about bonds and whether in today's low interest rate environment, they still have a place in portfolios. Today, we'll be discussing the first in a series of what's known as alternative investments, starting with hedge funds. Hedge funds, because of their underperformance in rising markets and high fees, are probably one of the most misunderstood terms in the financial industry. And if only to dispel what we think has unfortunately become a widespread bias against them, we want to begin at the beginning. As far back as the early 1800s, when Chicago had become a commercial center where farmers gathered to ship their grain all over the country, they were faced with the problem of planning how much grain to produce during the spring and summer without any assurance of what price the grain will sell for in the fall. And then sometime around 1848, farmers and dealers came together with a better idea. The farmers would ask the dealers if they were willing to commit to buy the grain at a specific agreed-upon price now to be paid in the future when the grain was delivered as far out as a year in advance. And if the farmers and dealers could agree, the two parties made a commitment, a contract for the farmer to deliver and the dealer to buy the grain at a specific price and time. These commitments allowed the farmers to plan production for the next year's crops, but it also allowed the dealers to secure production and prices that they could then turn around and resell at a profit for themselves and create a better equilibrium between supply and demand. It reduced waste and financial hardship and provided stability to the system overall. These futures as we know them today carried over into commodities, livestock, and since the early 1990s, financial securities. As you said, that was the start of the Chicago Board of Trade in 1848. But the key, I think, is to note how in the beginning, the purpose of hedging was to reduce or eliminate, in this case, pricing risk. So farmers and dealers could make long-term decisions, lock in a specific and mutually acceptable profit as much as a year in advance for decisions they needed to make today. In other words, hedging began as a conservative concept whose purpose was to reduce risk. If used in this fashion, hedge funds can protect one's downside risk when things may otherwise not be going so well. I actually think that part of the problem happened with long-term capital management back in 1998. When people found that a strategy that works, they start tinkering with it to see if maybe they can make a little bit more, a little bit more money. And then with a little leverage, perhaps, a little bit more. 
until ultimately things go wrong. Like when you stretch a rubber band too far and people just don't seem to learn. At some point, greed takes over, as it did with the founders of long-term capital, whose strategy won Myron Scholes and Robert Merton a Nobel Prize for their groundbreaking work in taking advantage of mispriced securities through a concept called convergence. Because of their success, assets grew to more than $126 billion, which in those days was an enormous amount. And when one day everything converged all at once, which again, according to Merton Schulz, was never supposed to happen, the fund's immense size meant it had become too big to fail. And it took Warren Buffett, the U.S. Federal Reserve, and some of our biggest investment firms to bail it out before it collapsed, the world's financial system. That's right. I remember. Everything has changed since the early days. And today, a hedge fund is an alternative investment that can employ a wide range of strategies, including going long or short, derivatives, and leverage borrowing, whose objective is theoretically to earn active returns, also known as alpha, across every asset class, all with the goal of generating a positive return, whether on an absolute basis compared to some benchmark in up or down markets. You know, it's important to note that hedge funds are generally only accessible to accredited investors, those with more than $5 million in assets, because they're subject to less SEC regulation and tend to be less liquid. After requiring investors to keep their money locked up for a year or longer, after which withdrawals may only happen at certain intervals. Example, at the end of each quarter. But these days, a hedge fund can invest in anything, stocks, bonds, real estate. They often use borrowed money to amplify their returns. And depending on the fund's mandate or strategy, can sometimes take very aggressive short positions, which when they go bad, grab lots of headlines. And unlike mutual funds, hedge funds charge both a management fee and a performance fee which finally are coming down, and that's to attract investor favor. Again, in today's world, while hedge funds were initially designed to protect against volatility and risk, they can sometimes carry more risk than the market, with vastly disparate returns and very little transparency in how they're investing your money. So their reputation has understandably suffered. But this does not mean they shouldn't be considered or that they should be dismissed out of hand because when it comes to hedge funds, Lori and I sift through the universe of possibilities to find those whose mandate is to provide uncorrelated returns in up and down markets with reduced risk and volatility and managers who have a long track record of accomplishing this month after month without excuse. People like Izzy Englander at Millennium and Ray Dalio at Bridgewater, who've created proprietary algorithms that buy and sell using both quantitative and qualitative analysis that, again, have proven themselves over the long term. So, should one consider adding hedge funds to their asset allocation? And is now a good time? Yes, we think so. And just to remind you, let's go back to the history of the early days. The purpose of hedge funds today, like then, is to eliminate or reduce 
the risk in your portfolio. Recent research has shown that some of the largest hedge funds continue to attract the best talent, have better resources, and together translate into better results with less volatility. We feel that over the next five and 10 years, there's going to be greater uncertainty in a number of core asset classes, in bonds, for example, because of their current historic low yields, and in the stock market due to stretched valuations. And as a result, we expect lower returns until they return to historic levels in line with their growth. And if we're right, this will lead to greater volatility, perhaps the sort of volatility that we had back in 2011 when the market rose and fell more than 7% 24 times that year, or in March of 2020, when a year's worth of volatility was compressed into only six weeks. Also, in past podcasts, we've spoken about historically high debt levels that are greater in most countries than their GDP, about the recent weakness of the dollar, which, as the world's reserve currency, could have significant consequences between us and our trading partners, and about the challenges to our own country's Medicare and Social Security funds, which, respectively, in 2025 and 2030, will no longer meet their obligations. Also, in past podcasts, we've spoken about historically high debt levels that are greater in most countries than their gross domestic product, about the recent weakness of the dollar, which, as the world's reserve currency, could have significant consequences between us and our trading partners, and about the challenges to our own country's Medicare and Social Security funds, which in 2025 and 2030, will no longer meet their respective obligations. Yet all these uncertainties create opportunity for a truly best-in-class hedge fund that can use its vast network of computers and data analytics, that can react in milliseconds on behalf of investors with access to tools that allow these funds to quickly adjust and profit from constant changes in the market. These capabilities should help us achieve steadier returns for clients over time. This is a topic that we will have to come back to. So please feel free to offer us any feedback you might have on what we said today, or if there are other topics that you'd like us to include going forward. And if you have any questions, please reach out to either Barnaby or me. And please join us next week when we'll be discussing our second podcast on alternative investment, this time on precious metals from gold and silver to Bitcoin which we think you'll enjoy. In the meantime, this is Barnaby Levin and Lori Cammy for the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and any investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. 
All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable, and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data, for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date reference and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth, and they do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.